All right. Welcome to T-Simple Podcast. We focus on providing simple solutions in the classroom. I have the amazing Miss Davis coming out of Jersey. She is a early childhood educator who believes the early years are the most important years as a teacher. She professes the mission to ensure that every child that enters her class feels loved. I'm, I'm gonna pause on there because love is something that's so absent. And we have teachers that are doing the damn thing showing love to our kids on a daily basis, even when they probably don't have the energy. Uh, Ms. Davis, she believes that children should feel important when they learn. She creates a positive environment. You can already see all the colors in the background. All, it's just popping out. You feel the energy, you feel the energy. Um, she has two degrees. She is a lovely wife with amazing three sons that are doing their thing. Um, she is the author of the book, Love Is Me, is an yeah. affirmation. Yeah, go ahead. There you go. And you can already see <laughs> you got the, the, the beautiful kids on there. So with kids, they're not only reading the words, but they, they are reading themselves. They are seeing themselves um, in, in, in a different context. And that, that is super impactful. Um, she seeks to encourage all children to use this daily affirmational book that believe in themselves. What's up, Ms. Davis? Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for having me on this wonderful podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. Ms. So excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's terrific Tuesday. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. What's tomorrow? What's the what's the word for Wednesday? Tomorrow's wonderful Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> And then Thankful Thursday and Fabulous Friday. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I was testing you. I didn't think you was going to answer it. See, that's how you that, that's, that's my morning message every day. My kids know. So, so just real quickly, so being like a, like a, a pre-K, right, teacher? Pre-K. So what are some, like, morning rituals you got to do to get yourself ready? Because I already know when you're starting the class, your energy has to be on a hundred. On a hundred. Listen, on a hundred. Like when you come in the door, you got, and especially now with this virtual, it's even more like sometimes I feel like I am literally, you know, an actress putting on a show, <laughs> you know, with the virtual, because you have to keep them engaged, you know, you have to keep them engaged. So I start, we start our morning, of course, with music. We start with a song. Um, we do, um, of course, acknowledging every child. I need to, I need every child to feel loved and lovable. So I acknowledge them by their name and we start our day with the good morning song. And we'll say, uh, Maxwell is here today. Say hooray, hooray. Hey. And then we go to each, ch each child's name, acknowledging their name and just all getting excited to say hooray. It is time for the school day so that gets everyone excited you know everyone wiping the coal out their eyes and um ready to learn ready to learn absolutely so music is always the best way to start the day absolutely absolutely so let's get right into it let's get into the teacher tip of the week i want to talk about starting the class period you said it in your bio you know if you start the class off wrong you start the day off wrong the whole day might go bad i remember That's saying that when i was in educational school the first 10 minutes of class are the most important. So, so for me, my tip teachers, and then I want you to give your tip on just how to bring that energy. You already said it. So I just want you to just keep doing what you're already doing, sis. So teachers, play music, yo. Like, 
Like I, I just think of the black church. I always got to reference the black church. When the, when you get into the black Absolutely. church, it starts off really cool, calm and collect, right? Everybody coming in with all their worries, all of their pain, all of their just just everything. And then once that music start playing, what happens, Ms. Davis? That's it. That's you it. start clapping. <laughs> That's it. Right? 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 Once that clap comes, that's it. And, it's time to go. <laughs> and is there like a specific time limit to it? Like, is it just, we just do it, right? And then when it's done, it's done. If it goes that's over, it goes us. over. That's the beauty of Black, right? That's the beauty of being Black. We just, we hear music and that's our passion. That's who we are. It's just in our bones, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so teachers, when you are getting in front of those kids, getting in front of those babies, you have to build that spirit, build that spirit somehow, some way. Don't jump right into the content. Say good morning. How you doing? I like how you look. Let me see. the. Yes. Make them feel special. Make them feel love. Make them feel like they, you know, you, they're the most important thing in your world today. Like they need to feel that, you know, and when they feel that, they're going to give that right back to you. They're going to give it right back to you. What do you do if so? So talk about real quickly, and then we're going to get into the uh, other questions. How do you get that energy out of a kid that maybe be discouraged or, you know, you just don't have it? How do you, what do you do? You know what? I just make them feel special. I make them feel special by just acknowledging, you know, if I have, if I have a child that comes in and is not feeling it, you know, because we're, as much as we want them to be happy when they walk in the door and to be joyous and happy to be there sometimes, you know, we don't know what happened at school, at home. We don't know what's going on at home. And they, of course, our babies bring that to school with them, right? So the ones that um, do, again, I just make them feel loved by acknowledging them. I'll come up to them and say, you want to give me a hug, a high five? And most of the times, it's a hug. It's a hug. A hug makes everything better. A hug makes everything better. So once I give them a hug and they feel that warm embrace, I got them. I got them. But it's just feeling that that connection and knowing that, you know, that they know Miss Davis is so happy to see them. Davis, it's making it's that connection. You are an energy reader, right? Would you say that? Oh, absolutely. So so let, let's talk a little bit about a quote that I have. So So you talked about, like, feeling important, feeling belong, right? And we know uh, recently, I don't know if you've been watching the news, but what happened on the calendar is just a lot of people are trying to instill fear into people so they don't feel like they belong, right? We voted so we can feel like we belong to this country that we fought for, right? We voted so we can feel feel freedom, you know, feel feel like we're not being oppressed like we've been in the last four years with with disrespect and 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 unprofessionalism and and just pure thuggerism. Uh, I don't even know if that's a word, but thuggery or whatever. Um, when I read this quote, what's your response to it? So it's, it's about from Amos Wilson in his book is called Awakening a Black Child. And he says, African children, black kids, are naturally precious and gifted. They begin life with a natural head start. How would you react to that quote? Naturally gifted, natural head start. I absolutely agree because of, you know, it's in our, it's in our blood. It's in our, it's in our blood. Our ancestors, you know, fought to get where we are. So we have that resiliency in us already, right? So having that already, you know, the resiliency, the, the brilliance is already there. 
it, it, it takes a, a, a teacher, a, a loving, effective teacher to truly cultivate that and bring that out in the classroom. But yes, our children are, we're, we're born get parents encouraging and affirming that brilliance in them. But I agree. I absolutely agree with that quote. Black is brilliance. That's who we are. And then who, who were the people that helped you realize your potential, helped you realize your gift? How did you get into this amazing profession? Did you always like kids? Did you have a mentor that pushed you to get in this field? How did you get all this passion? Absolutely. I've always loved, um, I've always loved children. I was definitely one of those um, kids that wanted to, I played school a lot, right? So when I had, when our cousins came over, I would be the, the, the one that would want to um, have everybody sit down and let's take out our paper and our pencils and pretend that we were in school. Um, that, that was my thing. I just absolutely loved, loved school. Um, and I think that passion, well, I know that passion came from me not, I didn't have, um, I didn't have a teacher that really poured into me. You know, so I think for me, it was not having that and wanting to, because I didn't have that, I want to be that for, for children, because I didn't have that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that, Ms. Davis. So, so why, so why did you write a book? You know, so you have an amazing book. Go ahead and show us your book for us. Love is me. Love is me. This this book, um, you know, it's, it's, it's even more, it's more than the book itself, but the journey that it took me to get to this book. Now, this book has been on my vision board for about five years, okay? And let me tell you how fear, insecurities, and self-doubt will stop you from doing things that you know that you're called to do, right? So every year I would put that, I'm going to write this children's book. I'm going to get this children's book out. But the fear, the fear stopped me. It stopped me for so many years. Um, once the pandemic hit, I really started to uh, draw closer, have a closer relationship with God. And my faith was strengthened. Uh, my, my walk was strengthened. I began to uh, really read the word more and just, again, have a, a stronger relationship with Christ. And through that, I really gained the confidence and the faith to know that I can do anything that I put my mind to and to really have faith over fear. So March of 2020, that's when I reached out to a publisher and December 4th, my book was published. It was published. But again, it came from, um, of course, just the, the love and the passion that I have for literacy, but the book itself really taught me to step out on faith step out on faith, right? And whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. You know, we put, we instill this in the children that we teach every day, right? We tell our children that, you know, whatever goals you have, you can do it. But yet, I'm, I'm, this, I'm their teacher and, and, and I wasn't practicing what I'm telling my students to do, right? Because I had this dream of mine, but yet I kept just putting it back, putting it back and not, you know, not having that faith to move forward. So this book is, is so much more than the book. It's me stepping out of stepping out on faith and really stretching, stretching myself, coming out of my comfort zone, right? Because we know nothing grows in comfort zones. Right. So this book is so much more, so much more than the book. What is the book about? So Love Is Me is um, 
it is a book that affirms children. I want every child that reads this story to know that they are loved and that they are lovable. And I'll, I'll, I'll read it. It says, love is me, love is you. Love is in everything we do from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I love every part of me. And it has two children that are looking at themselves in the mirror, again, just affirming and um, just celebrating who they are and loving everything that they see when they look in that mirror. And that's what we want our children to do, to have self-love above anything is to love themselves. Oh my gosh. What? And that's what love is me is all about. And I want, you know how you, you, you ask someone what love is, right? And we always say love is this, love is, love is that. But you never hear the first thing that we say is love is me. Love is who we are, right? We come from love. We were made in love. We were created in love. So that needs to be uh, the first thing that we think about when we think about love, that love is who I am. That's who I am. Love is me. And so that's the affirmation that I want children to, to have in their hearts. I want them, that to be cemented for them and to know that love is who they are, right? And when a child knows that they are loved and they're lovable, they can do anything. Not only can they do anything, they that love will also be shown to others. And that's one of the biggest problems that we have in the classroom, right? With bullying. A child that bullies is a child that doesn't feel loved. There's something, you know, there's something missing from that child. So that's something that we want to instill and cultivate for our children is to, to let them know that they are loved and that they come from love and love is who they are so that they can spread that love out into the world and out into others. Love that. I love that. Is that a part of your pitch? What you said? We, we when we try to define love, we very and <laughs> say love is me. Love is me. Love is, is me. Is I do that every morning with my babies. This is what we do every morning. Love is me. Wow. And I tell them, okay, let's we have to spread love, everyone. And this is our sign. This is how we end our day every day. Love is me. Love is you. <laughs> man, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. So so let's let's talk. Have have you um been able to experiment the book with any kids or anything and see just their reaction? So I, you know what? So um again, the book was just published on December fourth, and to God be the glory, I have sold over two hundred copies, and I've gotten so many good responses from children that are loving the book, parents that are loving the book. I mean, the response is 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 phenomenal. It's phenomenal, and it just brings such joy to my heart to know that you know this dream that i've put off for so long yeah. look 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 what's happening <laughs> what did that feeling feel like when you because you said you talked about how long it took you to make the book and then you get this such a positive uh just reaction to it describe that moment it i mean it, it, it's 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 truly a dream fulfilled it's truly a dream fulfilled and it's like wow, wow, I cannot believe that I did this. It's, it's, it's truly, it's truly like a, 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 such an out-of-body experience, but it shows me that when you put your trust, like I said, I'm a woman of faith. So when you put your trust in God and when you, if he gives you the vision, he's going to give you the provision. 
you know, because that was one of my things. I always said, oh, I didn't have the money. I didn't have this. I, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this. And I'm telling you, once I committed, everything else fell into place. Everything else fell into place. I would encourage any teacher, you know, that has a dream. Because once I, um, once I shared the book, you know, I got a lot of inboxes from educators that was like, oh my, oh my goodness, congratulations. That's something that I've always wanted to do. How did you do that? How did you do that? So I had no idea that not only was I inspiring myself, but I was inspiring others by just creating this book. So now I have people coming to me asking me what the process is, you know? So we have a lot of teachers that are, you know, um, pouring dreams into, into our little ones that we're teaching, but yeah, they still have dreams inside of them that they need, that they want to fulfill as well. And so I think that's something that, that teachers have to remember as well. Never stop dreaming and your dreams can be fulfilled. I love it. I love it. I love it. So now that you are already a leader and you're setting that example, how, being a black author, how does it make your job much more important? Yeah, I think it it definitely magnifies it because now I have um, created a, a broader audience that I didn't have before, you know, um, and just allowing, and not only just, and not only in the classroom, but around, you know, my, my goal is to have this book around the world. I went to the um, nail salon the other day and the man that does my nails, he is, where are they from? Filipino or it's the Philippines. Oh, I think it's I, I think it's Thailand or Philippines, one of them. But he does my nails and I was telling him about my book and we were talking about, you know, literacy, because he they, they speak they don't you know don't speak too much English, but he saw the book and right away he said, you know, I want a copy, I want a copy. And he was explaining to me that he doesn't have any his children have never even seen any books. Uh, with children of color on there. So look how this book is the first book in his household that his children will see and that have black characters. You know, that's a huge, that's a huge, a huge deal. And I was a part of that. Who did the illustration? Because even the brother man's hair is like, it's identical to like- I, Right? I know, I love her. So I found the illustrator Again, social media is everything, right? I was scrolling on social media one day and I saw these illustrations and I, I mean, I, I took a double take. I was like, oh my goodness, I love these illustrations. And I reached out to her on Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's someone on Instagram, HH Pax is her, um, is her name. And she is absolutely wonderful. She also did um, Kadeem, you, you heard of Kadeem Ellis? Kadeem Ellis and um, Yandy from Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, yeah. Book, she, yeah, they used her for um, for illustration as well. I didn't know that, but I saw it on her IG page. But yep, IG, IG. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So what's so what's next? So you got you got Love Is Me. Is there a Love Is Me Part Two? Is there a Love Is World? You know, is it? I know you got to keep the love part. You just gotta. <laughs> take this you know what? <laughs> I, to be honest, I really, I, I, I don't, um, you know, like whatever God has for me is for me. But right now I'm working on um, continuing to step out of my box, to continue to step out of my comfort zone. And with that, I just signed up for something I've always wanted to do. And that's um, play an instrument. 
I signed up for ukulele class. So, you know, like I told you, one of the things that for pre-K is all about music, right? It's all about music. So I do a lot of singing in the classroom. Like I I truly am the Beyonce of my classroom. (laughs) The kids love it. They love it. They love it. So I I say, you know what? It is time for me to take it up and really... um, take this take this singing and learning up take it up a notch with an instrument and i've heard the ukulele played um for years and i love that it seems so simple but yet you know i love how it sounds with you know with singing and in the pre-k classroom like the children they will love that they will they will love it so um i signed up for a class and friday was my first day and i'm like i can't believe i did this (laughs) But again, that's a part of stepping out of your comfort zone, right? So that's what I'm working on is just continuing to do things that um, I maybe was fearful to do or just didn't want it or just didn't feel I could do, you know? So that confidence, you know, once I created this book, it's like, listen, I can do anything. I can do anything now. There's nothing stopping me. So that's where I'm at now, really just um, stepping out of my comfort zone and just learning new things. Like one thing is as an educator, we have to constantly be learning and never get stuck in our ways, right? So I want to always um, learn new, new, new ways and, and and just stay on my craft, stay up on my craft. So I want to continue to grow professionally as a, as an educator as well. Do yourself? Do you see yourself maybe in like leadership at all, or you want to stay a teacher? You know, I love the I love the classroom. I do. I really love the classroom. So right now, I don't see myself in leadership. But you know, maybe in the future. Again, I do have a um, literacy uh, master's in literacy. So I was thinking maybe in the future, maybe a literacy coach or you know something of something in that area. I'm not sure yet. But right now, the classroom is still my baby. Those are my babies. You gave me. I have answer. no plans to go anywhere. <laughs> That's exactly how I am. They're like Calvin. I love it. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I got two more questions. So my next question is um, Oh yeah. So my next question is what advice would you give to parents who are who have, who kids who are struggling with just reading? I know first grade is when they start they start learning how to read pre-K and kindergarten they're writing they're you know they're they're just trying to figure yeah, out pre-K and kindergarten is really the foundation right that's when we instill that love of literacy so right now you know like I tell my students when 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 I when students leave my classroom I do have some that are reading I have some four and five year olds that can read when they leave you know when they leave pre-K and a lot of that is because um the literacy has been cultivated at home as well. And I continue that in the classroom, but we have to make reading fun. We have to make it fun. It can't be a chore. Um, And one of the things that I do in my classroom is we read every day, right? We read two books a day and I have a a library stacked with books. I make it cozy. Uh, I make it fun. You know, I absolutely love reading. So my students love to hear me read. They love listening to stories. And we have to make it fun. We have to make it fun. And we have to allow them to, um, to choose the stories that they want to read. Mm. Why is that important? Well, it's going to give them more of an incentive. If it's something that they want to read, if it's something that's important to them, then they'll find pleasure in it, right? And we want reading to be pleasurable. We don't want it to be a punishment. We don't want it to be something that, you know, oh, they have to do. You know, we want them to want to enjoy reading. And that is really, you know, that's definitely cultivated at home. Um, right now, 
I have my um, students on the Epic app that's on the iPad. It's a, it's a, a virtual reading. And I, may, I have made that really fun. I made it into a game for them. So every day I'm able to see, we have a reading log. I'm able to see who's, who actually read. And I'm telling you every day when I go on the app, I'm like, oh, I see Maxwell read today. Or I see Jonathan read today and them just hearing their name and me, you know, acknowledging them. They love it. And then the next day, oh, Miss Davis, I read, I read, you know. So that's another way that we make reading fun and exciting. Yo, you have the perfect teacher voice. I wanted you to say my name. I saw Calvin <laughs> today. Like that's that's how, <laughs> that's how I track, you know, that's the, the voice is just like the best, like, you know, you have a pre-K teacher voice. I, yeah, I listen. I love, I love pre-K. I really can't see myself in any other grade. I really love it. I mean, this virtual has been different, mm -hmm. but you know, I love that I still get a chance to get up and I see their faces and they're excited and, and, and they, and they still love it too. They still love it too. And I'm still able to build that relationship and they're still happy and joyous. I mean, we don't know when we're going back into the classroom, you know, at this rate, but one thing's for certain, the, the love is still there and they can still feel the love. So that's what makes it so important for me. You've had a smile on this entire time. So I saw, I know you're not, you're not just for me. So, so, so last question, what do you want people to get from this podcast? You know, I want, um, well, first, our teachers, right? Because I mean, I am a teacher, and especially now what we're going through with the virtual, it's different. We None of us signed up for this, right? Um, but I think we have to remember our why. Even in this, even in this, we have to remember our why. Remember why we are doing what we're doing, and it is for our babies. It's for our babies. So when we, when we remember why we're doing it, it's going to um, really bring that passion and that joy and that commitment back. Just remember your why. And then also, of course, I want everyone to go support Love Is Me. You can go right to my website, kianacdavis.com, and purchase this book for all the little ones in your life. And, and where can they find you on social media? Oh, I'm at The Teacher Wife on Instagram and on Facebook, Kiana Davis. And that's simplicity, y'all. I got my sister, Ms. Davis. She's an early childhood educator, but she's also literacy author, a mother. She's doing a thing up in New Jersey. She came to T-Simple Podcast and blessed us with her love. As you can tell, her book is named... Love is me. Love is me and love is you. <laughs> love is everything that you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's nothing you haven't got from this podcast. Just love yourself. Love, love yourself. Spread love. Spread love. love spread walk it. in love. Be love. What the world needs now, right, is love more love. <laughs> we can't, we can't get enough. <laughs> and that's the simplicity, y'all. Thank you all so much. Peace out. Thank you. Have a good one.